0: Hi, Yasmin, thank you for coming on to Unify. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You're absolutely welcome. To viewers out there and the listeners, this is Yasmin Chowdhury, founder and CEO of Desh, fellow of the Royal Society of Arts. Is that correct, Yasmin? <laughs> I should hope so. I should hope well, so. Because I might
1: have the police
2: after me.
0: No. <laughs> absolutely yeah. delighted to have you on, darling. You've actually made our platform Unify brighten up today because you're just a wonderful person. I can just feel your positive vibes coming right through. So before further ado, I would love you to take us through your personal journey and tell us how did you actually come about becoming the CEO of Love Day.
1: I always say to people, it's actually heartbreak and pain. Um, it's actually a long belated gift to my late father, Alhaj Mukit Chowdhury. They used to call him Mahon. He came from a village in northeast Bangladesh, Silet, so it was called Ali Nogor, and he came in the 50s. But when I was growing up, he got us girls educated. We were four girls, one boy. And he'd always told me, Yasmin, you're very, very privileged. You've got to do something, Baba. And I was the business one out of my whole family. And I was very close to him, but unfortunately, he died abruptly. And that I think changed my whole world. Um, I didn't realise to what extent I was daddy's girl. I remember his young girl saying, daddy, I'm never gonna leave your side. I'm never gonna get married. And I'm always, always going to be with you. So Lovedish was an attempt to try and put right some of the things I hadn't done for him. He was desperate to embark and many times did, but failed. Where people would take his money and lead him down, you know, very, very treacherous routes where they take his money and, um, you know, kind of like betray him. And um, he just never made it. And he also did die heartbroken. So that's when I went out to Bangladesh in 2008, December. And I'd just gone, that was the first time since my father's death in 2004, I'd gone out there. And I was just doing the typical, but then I found that even all, what, four years or something after his death, people were still crying for him and saying, oh, but you're, you know, sir's daughter you know we so miss him are there plans what's happening because we've we miss his presence and i said oh my god please don't look at me i i've just come here for a holiday and just to have (laughs) um you know nice snacks and maybe buy a sari or two and um i remember i'm going to be frank because this is the thing about love dish we're very authentic i was irritated I, i i couldn't relate to them i was like working i think in the city and I was thinking, why are you looking at me? I, I, I don't know anything. I've got no background.
2: Mm.
1: And, um, and then I really liked them. I fell in love with them. And mm. all I did, and also actually just to, in a way, it was a statement in the wind. I said, oh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll go back to London, and I'll have a think about it, okay? And um, I'll see what I can do, because it's no point just giving you money, because there were like widows coming. Or, and I said, I haven't got enough money. I'm a single mother myself.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but um that was what I came back January started obviously it was a holiday and this is the turning point I think that in 2009 you know when you go abroad and you take at that time there weren't smartphones I had my digital camera I was uploading um all my footage and there was a particular scene where my daughter and I were just like prancing around in a jalebi shop So for those who don't know, jalebi is a very hot, syrupy snack cooked in oil. And you can often find it in the streets of Pakistan to India to Bangladesh. And as I'm there and all the shop staff are like milling around us because obviously we're showing our privilege in how we talk, how we wear, you know, making a fuss of us in this jalebi shop because Yasmin wants to have a go at the jalebi's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) pouring it. I notice on the camera a boy walking past And then just looks and then carries on looking and he's looking down at the ground for going through the rubbish and he's got no shoes.
2: Mm.
1: And something in me, I don't know, I just started crying on this very bed in this room. Mm. I started crying and I said, I'm a mother. And I just noticed this child walk by, but it was his look of just as if I might as well not been there, just looked and looked away. Mm. And I said, I should have recognized you. I could have stopped and changed your life right that moment. So sorry, this is a long explanation. And that's when I thought I made a promise. I must honor it. Cause I did, I came back and I kind of like forgot about it.
2: Mm.
1: And then I looked at that young boy and I thought, why did I see it? And I just cried. I remember calling my daughter who was about seven, eight. And I said, look, look. And she went, oh, mommy got to do that is photograph and there's a little circle I kept and I put a circle where his shoes should have been but he had no shoes Mm. and that's when I started thinking the seed had started I didn't know what to do and it was only in 2012 I registered Desh, still not knowing what to do but it's the back to front journey because do you see in 2009 it was like do something yeah then a few years later, I was like, well, I don't know. So you should see the internal monologue fight in my head. Oh, I know yeah. what doing, it yeah. was like crazy. So that, that that in essence, my dad, heartache, a promise that I should have delivered and then a promise to the rural villagers and then that boy. And I hope one day I might be able to trace him.
0: Oh, sweet. Well, I'm going to actually say something here and it's, an, it's, an, it's actually from your Facebook. I'm just going to put this <clears> quote out what you said. You said, I got fed up about how we foreigners never hear about all the good stuff, how us ordinary people remain ignorant and in the dark about the poorest nations in the world. All we get to see and hear is bad news and images or charity appeals constantly feeding us images showing sad faces or malnourished kids and adults. It is a skewed, unbalanced view produced by foreigners. Now I kept reading that six times today. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I said this girl, right? She's just done Either she, we were twins. There's something going on here with you and me, yeah? When you said that, that's quite clear. We are talking about poverty back home, and it's not fair. We're always seeing negative. Negative is the word go for us Asians and Blacks right now, yeah? And for generations. So subconsciously, it's always been like, like you said, oh, no, we don't want to step over. We just want to stay in this little circle that been created for us socially to be. Right, so others can accept us, whereas we know we can go beyond that. There's a there's one thing that got me on this is that how we foreigners, yeah, and this is what I'm I'm trying to We are also foreigners, even though we're born and bred here. We are foreigners here. The only difference is we are, do get the same treatment here, just not as bad maybe back home. Mm. Mm. See, Jasmine. See how yes. it, how it uh, relates to us as well here, but on a different scale, and it's a totally different scale when we talk about it. And uh, I'd be interesting. Gosh, I haven't. I remember writing that. When did I write that? I don't know, but I just loved it, and I had to, I had to look at it
1: and read it. i oh, on, re-
0: on your Facebook.
1: I'm, I'm really impressed. Yes, you've done your research. And do you know what? This is what's interesting now because love dish has been nothing but toil, terror, blood, sweat, tears. Yeah. People laughing at me, people saying, oh, you're not going to last a second. You're ridiculous. Who do you think you are? Because mm-hmm. I said, I don't want to have, do a charity. I, I did a charity. I want you to know, I do have a charity. I'm Carissa Foundation to make sure that any monies people want to give us to the people out in Bangladesh can get there. Mm-hmm. But always, it's Love Desh. Let's give them jobs. Let's boost their incomes. Let's really? also create, help them as business partners, business partners, yeah, to actually bring the luxury of some of these nations. So when I said poorest, I probably forgot to put in quote marks, because who says they're poor? Who says they're poor? They are, but they're not poor, because those countries have talent, they have amazing heritage skills, everything. And I think that it was really interesting that I started writing that way. And that's when I started noticing in 2012, I went somewhere and I won an award because they said, we've never seen anything like it. And slowly, one of my biggest advocates had been the media journalists. Yeah. And in 2011, I think it was in December, mm-hmm. I won winner of the Fringe Travel Market Award. There was a room uh, during World Travel Market, it's in November, that's it, November. And I was really, I'd been crying that day. I remember I even did namaz. I don't often, but I did namaz. And I broke my heel. And I was crying. I was so angry. I went to the Ethiopian embassy. Then I went to this do in a hotel, walked in, had no idea. And they said, oh, we're doing a a prize for um, a startup who can explain their vision in less than one minute. And basically, and I started swearing. (laughs) (laughs) I've got Vicky Baker I'm going to send this um, podcast to Vicky Baker, who's a journalist at the BBC. All right, okay. Vicky Baker, if you're listening, you are my um, witness because you were the judge that night who turned around and said, "Can I help get Yasmin a award as well?" Because oh. they already- now, but they said, I-, "I really want Yasmin to get it." So they made Fantastic. two people, and that's when I'd gotten up and I swore and I said, "I'm so sick, sick." Of the poverty porn and how they consistently stop preventing these countries from having help in being made accessible in a way that UK and other countries and I said it's like turning around and using Moss Side, no mm. disrespect to Moss Side or yeah, you know the, the terrible drugs drugs related aspects and only promoting that of UK nobody would
0: want to visit. Yes, and that's exactly. where you differentiated the word LDC and the third world war, didn't you? Yeah, say- and then
1: I changed that actually because you notice I myself made a mistake, and this is what's lovely because I'm not going to delete anything.
0: Go oh, because that shows your yeah. maturity now. You see, yeah,
1: that's my yeah. journey, and and I tell you what, I was still wrestling, and there was nobody to help me. Don't forget, I was still a single mother to a very young child, and coming from a Muslim strict family as well, I had so many pressures. Why aren't you getting married? Yeah. What are you doing? Why are you going out to Bangladesh by yourself? You must be loose. You must have a lover, mm. right? Yeah. I was like, no, my only <laughs> love is trying to solve some of the biggest problems in their yeah. society. So yeah. I now look back and, you know, you'll see sometimes the word third world. I remember a few people writing into me, getting very angry, saying, why, why? And yeah. I was trying to say to them, I wish I, I could get and say that, you know, like black people reclaim the N word. I, in my cack handed way, was trying to reclaim that world and say, no, you want to call us? third world we're the first they are the first world right they are they are the last vestiges of unspoilt places Mm. okay Mm. there is so much heritage there's so much advanced thinking like in twitter and i'd urge anyone if you want to see when i go off on one i'm best found on twitter having slight little rants (laughs) and i saw somebody for example talking about the trans history in in europe and Mm. i was like but they're making out as if it's global. I said, why are you talking about the trans Europe just in Europe? This is all yeah. about European trans. It's a very white narrative. Do you yeah. not know that in Bangladesh they've just had their first transgender newscaster? Yeah. Why would you not talk about that?
0: No, they wouldn't. No, so no, it's, it's
1: wouldn't. that filter. And, and that's why I'm keeping everything available. It's going to embarrass me, I know. I get really embarrassed when I think, no, I don't want to delete it. Because then I people will see
0: how I No, no, you. but I love the way you did it. Because when you, when you said you want to claim the third world the when they call the third world countries because it's automatically oh it's it's actually basically a trash, basically that's how they see it but you I, actually clarified it by saying that the UN says least development countries are LDC i are rather be a third world known person than yeah. to get LCD which is well, well, brilliant
1: and not just that when i say LDC because that's the proper international development, yeah, development term yeah? which actually if says you're it LSD <laughs> as we'll be like it's drugs isn't it you're in drugs You're doing (laughs) drugs, Yasmin. And I'd say, oh, gosh, I can't use LCD because I'd get all these po-faced charity people trying to give me advice. And I'd say, listen, I'm a businesswoman. I'm not from the charity world. Mm -hmm. So I have a very unique perspective. I'd also explain to the Bangladeshis furiously bashing their keyboards and writing and saying, you know, just because you've got a British passport, why do you have to call us third world? And I studied the root word. of it about third world it wasn't supposed to be negative and I turned around and said listen the other thing is if I say Bangladesh because I said my background is communication strategy yeah how you change and influence people's thinking and also marketing that's what it does yeah I said in a way you have to name the region so as soon as I say to people third world I want them to know in their head who where that is in the world I said yes. if I say third world and I get the globe people will point to Africa I just know it I know the yeah, first thing so you yeah? so, so it's like let's name it, let's make it easy, let's make it easy. Don't make the customer or the audience do the heavy lifting. Exactly. Then you surprise them because this is what you do, and you say, "Where is this?" And when I used to show them photographs, they'd be like, "Oh, is it? Is it? Is it maybe Jamaica, or is that Spain?" And I'd say, "No, it's Bangladesh." they like, oh, "Really?" So do you see, and and I'd say say that, but it got me into a lot of trouble and I didn't have the resources, I didn't have the money to do a massive marketing campaign. And you'll see that in 2017, that was ditched. And then I, it it was the best thing I did anyway, because then I thought, no, I'm going about it the wrong way. It all became a luxury
0: brand. Yeah, brilliant. Now that's the professional side and the little talk we've had here. Now I want to know about you, Desmond. I want people to know who Yasmin is, and let's talk about your personal journey. What have, what is it that's really has got you? And what you what have you been through through all the I can well I can imagine, I can imagine the pain, the anxiety, the community, not rejection, the family rejection. Let us know what you're about. So I want sisters out there to know that. Listen, you can go through all this, and you can still come out like a shining star like you.
1: Yeah. Well, see, I'm gonna give something controversial. I don't know. Do I it. might challenge on that do you know why and this is why i think it's important for us to come forward and talk about it i count those who are no longer in this world who didn't make it
2: Mm. because we don't know yeah
1: we won't ever hear from them they exist and that's a kind of head count i do in my head Mm -hmm. because i know that i'm here by miracle i shouldn't be alive today firstly what have i been through Um, So I should just share that I'm the first chief executive who's very proud to say I have a disability caused by all the repeated simultaneous childhood trauma, adult trauma. And at some point when your body releases cortisol, so we're going to talk about mental health. People say, oh, I care about mental health. Society, not, not really. The ones who should and can do something about it, it's just lip service. I've been through so much trauma, it's damaged me permanently I think Um, I think I know I've got a long-term disability because when you are a and I always say to people because there's a lot of focus on depression what I've been through is I say to people there was nothing wrong with me it was done to me
2: Mm. by
1: others Mm. all because I just existed I did nothing wrong to deserve the kind of treatment and cruelty Mm. and trauma at the hand so childhood you know it's taken me years I'm 50 now I can talk about it
2: you know from
1: yeah from growing up seeing violence in my own home violence Mm. my father was also so philanthropic always having people stay with us Mm. but I remember my first violent and trigger warning for anyone listening because I want to keep it a safe space so please leave now if it's going to upset you in any way but you know i remember being best friends with a woman who was staying in a house and let's call her mrs s young bride from bangladesh but i remember her her husband used to beat her up and one of my most significant moments was watching and actually really hitting him and so this is this is where it gets interesting because i think as much as i witnessed trauma Defense zone. An individual can do two things about it. You will either go towards that trauma and become and manifest trauma onto others, or you will feel the pain of that trauma and say, I can't bear it because it was done to me. I can't allow it to happen to anyone else. Yeah. I chose the latter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And often, if you have a look at people who are causing you trauma, so as a child, I was beaten up, but by nearly everyone who claimed to either love me or I was... Ar- having to be with so seeing Mrs S be get beaten up and I remember staring up at the wall and seeing her blood trickle and I remember staying fascinating as my father was restraining me because I was trying to hit her husband I was what probably four that's stayed with me but then 11 was it 11 yeah primary school my whole class beat me and my sister up stayed up and in a line about what was it 18 20 of them all came and beat me up one by one you know and then this was the 70s oh no it would have been 1982 actually and then coming out Mm. yeah and disheveled and finding that not people just looked through you looked at you and averted their eyes and having to get Mm. Mm. on the bus that humiliation
2: yeah
1: um you know, like my own childhood trauma, my mother, it's taken me years to understand, she never loved me, um, calling me in our community the N-word because I had dark skin. But my father loved me, but also he was very religious. So he was having all kinds of issues. What then happens is you have no boundaries. You simply have not had any form of healthy loving. Yeah, And if you've not had healthy loving, Here's what then happens. It is a natural, in my opinion, it's inevitable that you will then attract what I call wolf in sheep's clothing. Yes. Because it's come for you. And because you're so, so grateful to be loved, mm-hmm. you're so grateful for attention. I was also right bang in the middle of uh, siblings of five, I was the darker skinned girl. Um, I think it's a tragedy because no surprise in my 20s, went through the arranged marriage, then finding you know, people commenting about my dark skin color. I then had a period of dating secretly and men who were very toxic. One of whom was actually British Pakistani Muslim. And in my silly little head, I now say to people, I said, when you come across, usually women from my community, can't talk for anyone else but I'm from the Sileti origin British Bangladeshi I said take their age divide it by two and minus five that's when you'll get their real age because we are living in a bubble we are utterly utterly like kept enclosed in our family bubble yeah I don't think I'm Yeah, Molly coddle. We can do education, but I wouldn't have met anyone. I wouldn't have gone places. I wasn't allowed. I understand, yes. Yeah. So that's the kind of trauma, and that's all my personal. But then, as I started doing Love Dash, or I noticed career-wise, it all stopped. I remember feeling relieved, thinking, well, that's just my family in my 20s. I was very successful. I did it all by myself, started working for big companies. I was left alone. And I thought, oh, well, this is cool. I don't suffer racism. It's only now. Do you know what I notice? Because once I became a single mother and I got annoyed and I started kicking back in my 30s, I started to see a lot of white women didn't like me. And I noticed that in my 20s, do you know why they liked me? Because I was always a bit, oh, wide-eyed, all Bambi, like, oh, um, no, not me, really grateful to be there.
2: Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes, I was
1: possible. And a half the time I was, I couldn't talk like this. I I was working for Barclays, one of the biggest, you know, I was the only woman of colour, in fact, only person of colour at the time in the headquarters in the corporate comms. And I remember thinking, well, nobody said anything nasty, but I was never, they still, in a way, I guess, didn't like me, but I noticed a shift. It's almost like now, can I just tell you, nearly everyone hates me now. nearly everyone and the amount of battles now not only against my family my community ever since I've started doing Love Dash there are people in the charity campaigning world who cannot abide me there are civil servants who cannot abide me and there are women white women fashion campaigners who ghost me can't stand me and it's been so awful do you know why because they see me now as a very poised Self-assured. I know what I'm doing. I've got I'm completely focused and I've made it my mission that before I die, there'll be two things on my tombstone. She died trying or she did it. And I think when they see that energy, it frightens the living daylights because nobody is representing the interests of people in Bangladesh the way I am, because I know my blood is from there. I'm also poised to try and educate the 1.6 billion Muslims, because I'm very proud to be Muslim, to talk about ethical fashion. And when you are challenging people, and then as a single mother, I've gone and shown that I can set up a business. I had nobody. It's frightening the living daylights out of my community who've been telling daughters and girls, you've got to have a husband. You've got to be with your family. Yeah. If you don't, you will, just, you know, your life is a mess. And I'm the walking, living proof. Well, it didn't end up being a mess for me, maybe yeah. for others, but that's because I clung on and I was rescued by people. Yeah. So that's why I know it's a very long answer. You know, we were talking about. And, and it's lovely that people see me as an inspiration. I see that now. But I want you to know I was without inspiration. Yeah, I had, to,
2: people.
1: yeah I had to sink. Or, either you sink or swim. And I say to you that I think it's a miracle. I shouldn't be alive because I've had so much done to me. So much. Do you find that, because obviously
3: you went through these obstacles, do you find it kind of gave you a bit of more push to do that, what you want to do? <sighs> you know what? I'd be lying if I said
1: it did all the time. There are times I didn't want to be alive. Mm. I, yeah. to. I had a daughter, so I'm going to be frank now. I sit here laughing and I think, I always say to people, my relationship with Allah is so cool. I talk to him, it, it, I prefer to say it all the time. And I always say, you're so, so, I know what you're doing. I know where you've preserved my looks. Because you and I know that if I was to look the way I feel inside, I'm going to last two seconds. No one's going to pay attention to a scraggy crone with white hair, yeah, with lines all over her face. I said, I know why you sent me my daughter. Because you know I would never do anything to myself if I have a daughter. So that question, the way I'd answer is I had to survive for my daughter. If I didn't have my daughter, I don't think I'd be alive. And I want to now say this there are many men and women who do do take their lives because they can't cope so I'm coming forward as well to give a different type of thinking where people say you know they often say oh what doesn't kill you often makes you stronger I hate that sentence I hate it when I hear it it makes it's like nails on a blackboard um for those who are millennials they probably don't understand what that means (laughs) I'm old enough but it's a really horrible sound yeah? yeah yeah, I'm like, well, no, you don't know because there are people who do kill themselves because kill them. it's not their burden and not them to be doing the heavy lifting to be strong. They were strong. Maybe yeah. that was different in taking their pain away because they do want to hurt yeah. anyone else. They could have ended up doing something to their family and children mm. do you see I have a very different thinking because I am a survivor I have suffered trauma and I think that's the conversation we need to have a real warts and all honest honest conversation about trauma I would imagine one in three nearly everyone suffered trauma exactly but often, yeah but not To the degree, I think, that many of us have. And that's why you get something called complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Because every time something is done to you, your body releases cortisol to actually, you know, protect you. But when you get too much, it actually affects your brain patterns. Yeah. So now I... And I've said already to you, haven't I, at the start of this, I said, feel free to jump in because I can sometimes ramble because you're taking me down memory lane. My brain will not be able to distinguish between flight or follow, fight, yeah? It will treat both the same. Someone yeah. you know, it can do something, say something, and suddenly my brain is saying, alert, alert, shut down, shut down. I forget things. I can sometimes stumble. I get the my headaches temporarily I wouldn't say paralyzed in full but I just can't get out of bed I'm
0: exhausted yeah, yeah. I can but I'm still here yeah exactly still, you're a survivor, you
3: know, yeah exactly right. you are a fighter. and yeah you know, you're making something beautiful out of it as well and yes. you know and you know and also the the viewers that we have the audience that we have listening today and the, when they see you today as well they're gonna inspired by you as well because look the way that I the way that I look at it is that you know today you actually might be you know you might be saving someone right now yeah you know I I like to think you might be helping someone to go through the struggles that you went through because you're being open about it and you've made something of it that person might actually have an idea and say actually do you know what I can do something like that. Yeah, so right, putting in their struggles into something more positive. So turning a negative into a positive yes. is very, very, very key. And do you know what? A lot of people don't know how to do that. And well, not... you know, it's it very, it's very difficult because like, you know, where where you're kind of like brainwashed into like thinking negative and being surrounded by negativity, you don't know how to think positive. You well, know, you don't know what to do
1: yeah and that's one of the things that love dish is trying to
3: change um and
1: people think that we're a fashion brand it's not i say we do fashion but we're not a fashion brand we even do food but we're not a food brand we even do tours and travel but we're not and they said what are you then and i said well that's it's just a luxury brand on a mission to protect people and planet and the products we make I love that. are designed to bring everyone along on that journey okay without trying to miss anyone out but then here's the difference we're a not-for-profit Yeah. All the money gets put back into Love Desh projects because not only do we need to fund ourselves. Now, this is uh, something really beautiful. You said people don't know how, how to turn bitter lemons into lemonade, how to sweeten the moment. Well, I know now I know it. I can do it. I could actually if my dream is actually there's only one of me. And I just think how, how I wish I could reach out to women and and men and anyone because i'm for everyone and say mm-hmm. i learned the hard way i don't want you to go through the pain that i had to the heavy lifting i had to do <laughs> so that's why like um i was going to show you in a bit and i'm sure you'll show photographs the love dish tea a whole range of campaign t-shirts for different movements yes. to raise money to not only fund ourselves and the workers we're trying to boost incomes the weavers and trying to get ethical fashion you know, haute culture onto the red carpets and, you know, mm-hmm. like getting us uh, to dress celebrities. There's equally important work to be done away from that prism of fashion and start delivering money into grassroots projects to deliver solutions like that. So what does that look like? Can I tell you? Love Dish actually wants to um, bankroll something called the Love Dish Academy. Mm-hmm. And that is where a lot of the workshops will be for women. And men, anyone who are like, Yasmin, I've suffered a trauma. I don't know what to do. Well, that's why we've created She He Stands, a charity that will be responsible for taking the money, some of the profits, and putting them into the grassroots projects to give people, where possible, free access to resources to solve some of the biggest problems in life. So, for example, when I was suffering domestic violence, today I could write a book on it. on how to escape it and how like one of the first things they're not saying is have a plan and save money money is what you need without it without it you are just going to go down the rabbit hole okay so i'd love probably to take money from one of the t-shirt designs and then through she he stands which is to support victims who suffer trauma harassment abuse bullying whistleblowing discrimination any one of those Our injection of support is specific to keep them standing in their chosen career and profession. Do you see that's the difference? Yeah. So example, yeah. Do do you see now? Because I went through that. Because when I went through it, do you know what they kept saying? Oh, but Yasmin, you're educated. Oh, but Yasmin, you're gonna be fine, you're gonna get a job, and I'd be crying saying. But Yasmin, you've got a house. Yes, okay, so it's a buy to let and tenants, but you've still got a house. You're not on council and you're not on benefits That's yeah? the people that don't think like us. They're not vision. they out not vision, do they? But, but, but do you see, it's like nobody was giving those solutions. And you know, you keep going back to the how, how. Well, now, do you know what I would do? Because you see, my, my solution is from, as an entrepreneur, so it's not you know that's why I don't really work with charities I'm like you know can you get out of my face I'm not going to be here doing policy and everything yeah you want to do that that's fine all respect to you me in the meantime there's all these people I've met I know because I've gone researching and that's what Amber and I did for 10 years before we came up with the answer of Love Desh we registered it in 2012 but only in the last two years has its proposition been finalized because we were spending all that time from 2008 researching the root causes of poverty poverty in uk and bangladesh and because of poverty that breeds hatred domestic abuse lack of opportunity lack of privilege yeah, yeah. racism every ill every illness yeah. in the world yeah. and if we were to fix that then i think we'd be finding ourselves protecting our people and planet better so yeah people do do get a bit confused sometimes and I just say look I know it's a lot and this is when mm. some people who aren't my journey they're like oh Yasmin it's so intense oh Yasmin yeah, I get that it's as well hot,
2: yeah.
1: yeah Yasmin how do you cope I said do you think Mark Zuckerberg got that yeah. I bet when he was going around with Facebook yeah in the meantime I get Yasmin why are not you covering your hair Yasmin what about your daughter Yasmin why don't you get oh my it?
0: god I get the same, same. yeah
1: I, I, I say to people, I said, I can't wait to do an open video and saying to Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg, mates, listen, I really respect everything that you're doing. And the founder of Tesla, what's his name? Um, I like him a lot. Elon Musk. Yeah? I'll be saying, listen, you wouldn't be able to last two days in my foot, footsteps. Yeah. yeah? Having Way to be a single father. Yeah. Having to actually suffer trauma, having to suffer yeah. being rejected and disowned by your family for yeah. the work that you're doing. So can you see that we're so passionate about not just talking the talk, but using fashion for good. Yeah.
2: Delivering
1: yeah. some of those solutions. Yes, there should be workshops. Yes, we need to protect people who are suffering trauma, how mm. to cope, how to get on in life. Yeah. Um, everyone, when they go through pain, the manifestation is the same. And actually, I look at often another person who inspired me, I forgot to tell you by the way, is Princess Diana.
0: Oh, yeah. classic
1: a example of someone who came from privilege. On paper, broken. She was absolutely broken. And she was such an inspiration to me. She, I remember looking at thinking, You and I have nothing in common, yes. Princess Diana, Diana, nothing. But when she died, I cried buckets. And I couldn't
0: too. understand. I was, abroad. Well, I I found was abroad. I was abroad. I was abroad. Yeah, I was abroad. I was in fact um, when I
3: found out. I, wrote, know, I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote a I long-hearted so poem. <laughs> I wrote a long-hearted poem called the, um, the Queen of Hearts and I put it in her because um, they were doing the um, memory memorial books oh. and I wrote it in there as well and um, my, my father um, he had he, he has stores basically so I put it in a massive I wrote it down handwritten and just put it on the window. Oh, that's beautiful. Because I was just like, yeah. she, she was just amazing. Oh, she was. And yeah, she was. And I think, yeah. and I think also, and I think a lot of people actually connected to her because of what she actually went through in a different sort of way, but they connected through the bits that she actually went through in life. He,
0: look, Diana was less I'm not gonna say we are Diana. No, we're not Diana. We're nothing like Diana. No. But we are thinking somewhere on that line as her. She had love unconditional. And I keep using this word. did, unconditional yeah. Unconditional. When I talk to you, Millie, about the don't unify, I go, um, the only way we're going to go forward, and I think that's what Love Desh is doing, if we become mothers to everyone, yes, the way we love, love our it. baby, and yes. the way we love what's going to come towards ours, like Unified Love Desh, we have to be unconditional, which means there are going to be 20 sisters coming aboard, not 20 of the kids we're going to like, but what does a mother do? She loves love them. Twenty characters. She loves them. She protects them because she knows where they're going. Exactly. And,
1: and I think that's really beautiful because I think that you're so right. That's one of things I'm still struggling. I've done much better as I've gotten older. Yeah, actually, yeah. I do think that age and, and I'm really proud and sometimes people say oh yes we always go on about being 50 and I said well firstly I have to because if I don't I get people assuming I'm much younger and then that
3: creates a whole <laughs> kind of world because they talk yeah. down
1: to me or they seem to yeah. like oh well little girl you wouldn't understand things like this and I'm like excuse me I would I'm 50 please okay mm. <laughs> so I said it's really important because sadly as a brown woman you have to fight your way to be heard you do I yes have, you, do, you do yeah I don't have the luxury of just turning up and everyone looking at me and saying yeah. oh who knows what she's talking about because you've got to understand that often I've been in meetings and my counterparts who are 50 imagine what they look like male if mm. they're white yeah
2: mm.
1: they, they, I just don't get taken seriously but I, understand I think yeah I think as you grow older you also you know I don't mean to depress people but I've always lived by this other mantra which is I am grateful for every day and I'm always thinking of death
0: yeah I, I do. I
1: did And I think people more people should. And I think if you did, then you'd find out what your priorities are. And I think actually appreciate what really matters. So that's why as much as I want love dish, I also don't know if I'm going to be around next year. Right. So do you know what I do? I remember that. And with that, I design my life day to day in making sure that I always make up with the people I love. Right. We will all fall out. Sometimes I'm still working on myself, but I think age does something to mellow. And I think when you've been through so much, after a while, there's a part of you that's so exhausted. And I saw that in Diana, okay? It's like, you're fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting. You're fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting. You're fighting yeah? And I think it's really important to fight. But when I looked at Princess Diana, what used to go eventually through my head, it was when, you know, it was uh, all was unravelling. I suddenly noticed so many people took joy from that and I I didn't actually do you okay. remember I said at the beginning I said there will be people who will manifest in two different ways yeah they will see someone else's pain and say I can't bear that person so actually while she was on the high and everyone saying oh Diana I didn't really like her because I was I, I didn't quite buy it buy it and this is and goes back totally to my beautiful. very Characterful father. Do you know what? On the wedding day, this is why I used to be so embarrassed of my father. I swear, on the wedding day, he sat there, walked in, he said, and he was angry at us watching the uh, wedding. And I will never forget, he just walked in and he just looked and he goes, I'm telling everyone these two will divorce. And I remember, can you imagine on the day, on that day, yeah, my father saying, you watch. And I was like, dad, you're so embarrassing. Mm. You're, oh, you know, I was like, oh, cringe. Yeah. Who mm. And I remember saying, and he said, no, because if you look at their age gap and yeah. her upbringing, it's completely different. And mm. she loved unconditionally, but you know what? When all the bad stuff happened to her, I looked at her and I thought, with all your beauty, with, all your work, with everything that laid out for you, you still got treated. Yeah. So what hope? And that's when I really started caring for her and I was thinking do you know what she's one of us yeah Yeah, she's one of us because then I suddenly realized well she was geared to just get married she had no idea what she was walking into she was actually in a way embedded in with the in-laws a life I didn't want so Princess Diana is very central to the work that we do at Love Desh but I think Love Desh is also has that word love because it's only through love and compassion Yes. Can we all solve some of the problems and we can't be divided anymore. We no. just can't. And I think every, and like, you, you, you're doing your own way. Yeah. Everyone has. Yes. And what I say to people is please don't look away, even if you don't want to support Love Dash, Because, of course, we want people to buy the T-shirt and, you know, help us fund the workers of Bangladesh that we want to remove from the factories, move them into rural villages. You know, you, we were talking about earlier saying, how do you change some of the bitterness? that's why I encouraged my daughter I said when you are stuck when you're in a dark hole find the light
2: yeah
1: yeah Yeah. find the light now we don't mean physical I said find that spark inside you because it is a fight between good and evil and it wants to extinguish you yeah? yeah find the light and then she's asked me sometimes, but mom how do I you know what do you mean find the light and I'll say to her love love is light And what you do is you go and love someone else. Don't do it for doing it to help someone because you want something back. You're doing it purely to put out love, put out and project love. Yeah. So, you know, I know there's a lot of talk when people are down and everything to retreat, be insular. I personally think that doesn't help you bring love. It drags you down into a depth. So that's why if you notice hugging, chatting, eating. And that's why I love my Asian heritage, my Muslim heritage. It talks about compassion, love. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, right? It's always stayed with me that in every verse, it talks about Allah being the most compassionate, merciful. I I was always a weird kid because I'd be the one going up to my parents saying, well, Fanny's not saying he's gonna throw us into hell. (laughs) Why does it say that? But you talk about hell so much. But why does it say Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, compassionate, merciful? Surely those are the two values. So yeah, yeah, that's what Love Dish is all about. It's about love for the planet, love for the people. And we don't preach. I hate right. people who, you know, right. like there's nothing worse. We say to people like, just talking a bit now about ethical fashion, people are like, oh, me what do you think of Primark? Because what would you like me to say? You want me to go and boycott them? Why would I boycott Primark? Mm. Do you not understand this? Boycotting is one of the most dangerous things you can do Yeah, because you have no income. Yes. It's like taking away bread.
0: Right, like
1: miners, do you remember um, in the 80s? It was still dangerous, but they went down to mine because to put food in the bellies of their children. Yeah, Yeah? right? That's what these women do. They would rather work in factories. Do you know why, girls? Because I went out and spoke to them and they've told me to pass a message to foreigners either support Luvdesh. If you can't support Luvdesh, well, then buy Fast Fashion because we don't have any alternative, but Luvdesh is the alternative for us, yeah? We need Luvdesh funded because Luvdesh is gonna help us escape the factory life. But if we don't have the factory life, what happens to them, do you think? Of course there's prostitution. Of course them having to become homeless. Mm. We're mothers, yeah? I know what I would do. We are willing to probably stand in front of a car to save children, right? Well, so are they, so they think nothing of stitching, of maybe being sexually assaulted. And I've spoken to factory owners. This is ridiculous. They're amazing, the factory owners. They're like, why don't people understand what's going on with the fast fashion? Of course we want to look after our workers. They don't give us the money to. Where are we supposed to find it? Money doesn't go on the trees. They actually that give way. a voice and put a metaphorical gun against their heads and force us to lower our prices. Or they'll yeah. say we'll go to Vietnam or Cambodia. That's what they do. So I would say to everyone, go to Love Dash website. We're gonna publish actually an anonymous factory owners blog. where well, it's gonna reveal all of this because everyone is busy painting the factory owners as all the awful ones. No it's the foreign brands it's the foreign charities foreign they have companies. no choice
3: the fact Chinese do not have a choice yes
1: and what they're saying is if we're given more money so guess what when I say to them oh do you want to work with Lovedis they've all said we'll only work for Lovedis you've loved it because we want to do something that's never been done before mm. and this is why I think everyone get ready we expect I expect to be taken down I expect to be destroyed i'm always getting legal threats because here's something that love dish is going to do so this is why i talk about the drip drip effect yeah and the tsunami effect to create change we do it through love but at the end of the day i alone can't do it and i always say to people if you look at the tsunami it's still made up of a drop of water exactly if you go back and look at a tsunami it's just a drop of water but together it can be so forceful right and right in the middle is, it looks like chaos, but it's not, because sometimes there's also that African adage, which is, you've got to burn the village down to rebuild it afresh, yeah? Mm. So what we're saying to people is, the factory owners have told us, because I said, what's the problem? It can be easily solved. Mm. It's not to buy anything new. We need to stop all forms of production. Now I know, so that sounds really quite, extreme but it's true because it's killing our planet they're saying that soon there's going to be more plastic in the oceans than there will be fish Mm. i care about my children my grandchildren but the factory's owners have told us yes of course we want money more money i said oh we don't mind because do you see love Dish's mission is not profit it's protecting people and planet then profit so we say i say to myself what does that look like well i know what I am going to sell the T-shirt. I'm going to get all my luxury designs, which are going to be really expensive, sold to the uber rich. Yeah, they've got billions. I'm going to be selling to the billionaires. But how about this? We attempt and pilot. We want to do this amazing pilot. I do. Which is, get this, we pay everyone who directly works with us Mm. to create our ethical luxury haute couture range. Minimum London living wage wherever they are. And yeah. to bring them to London to work in that Italia studio. Reading that studio.
0: bit
1: of yours, yeah. Italia <laughs> studio I love that idea. You know what we do, a swap. Because we're like, mm, it's good enough for you to be doing fast fashion out in Dhaka, mm. Bangladesh. It's good enough for them to come to London yeah. and work with a luxury fashion brand <laughs> where we open hopefully a shop in Bond Street and everyone can come and meet them as they're watching and doing all their embroidery. But they're getting lots of money. And even if we had, say, a girl called Mina come to London for six months on London living wage, in six months, do you know how much money she'll make? Enough to make her so rich that when she goes back, she'll be teaching more girls. And slowly, like the Pipe Piper of (laughs) Hamlin, they'll be trotting away from the Ducker factories because no one will want to do a job stitching cheapy jeans for influencers to wear to then chuck away to wear something else while they get paid what on average maybe 50 60 70 pounds a month
2: no, we'll not mean no. smell yes, the skull yeah. go
1: to your rural village do sustainable farming mm. we'll have little hubs everywhere and you just educate your children be with your elderly living relatives we'll bump up your wages make sure that you start becoming sustainable and you become an independent businesswoman who's supplying contracts and you should be coming and flying business class to come to london fashion week with us can you now imagine when i talk like that do you think i'm going to be welcomed with open arms no. you are with us you are <laughs> like you because i'm upsetting the status quo and when you upset the status quo in business world someone's going to have to lose
0: out money wise so sad isn't it mm. so sad because
3: it's, it's all, it's all, it's all powered by money. You see, so it's all greed. It's all yeah. for greed. One of my biggest issues is,
1: and you're going to find out, and we'll probably, you know, um send you the letter because I think that would be nice for your audience to have. We're about to write to the Academy Awards.
2: Okay. Love
1: has got a few things to say to celebrities, to influencers, and I think that for the first time, because I'm a trained actress myself, do you see how many hats I wear? I've got the Muslim hat. I've got the Bangladesh hat. Um, check the single mother check the um you know londoner check um like it's going to be really hard for people to find you know arrows to 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 or daggers you know they want to i know they want to but they're like oh we just can't because we need to find something to you know but she's just like somehow there for everyone um Mm -hmm. you know i love fashion i love all of this but we need to do right We need to do right. We need to do it in a different way. And I think we need to see more. More people from white working classes, more people from different diverse backgrounds coming up and rising up in the business world where at the moment, I'm sad to say, currently the pioneers often always seems to be white privileged men or women, okay? That needs to stop.
0: And I'm so glad what you're doing. Honestly, uh, you've actually... I've not spoken a lot it's because most of the things that you've said if you talk to Millie offline we'll talk it's half of the things that we are actually trying to do aren't we Millie exactly And that's, exactly. I'm just listening to you. it's like, I'm, I'm, you're echoing what we've had a conversation about three four days ago and me and Millie sitting there and I'm thinking Yasmin was she there was she there when and and we were talking because eavesdropping <laughs> yes yeah, so, no Yasmin you <laughs> did a great job but I do know you want she, to show you you are indeed and um, show us your t shirts or you you're gonna actually take us and show us something and um I was but I just want to say also it is scary you know, I, know, I, you I,
2: know,
1: know. I don't like and this is why I do you know what I do I don't go anymore at some point I stopped going to you know like you get networking events or you'd go to, yeah, uh, to that,
0: yeah.
2: speeches
1: where people are saying oh well this is me and this is how I did my hundred million company I don't go to them anymore because yeah. I say I can't see myself in you yeah yeah I yeah, want I to find an entrepreneur who is a single mother has no family disowned her no partner everyone is you know against her that's the person i want to go listen Mm. and also they're often talking about it after their success look i haven't made it yet yeah but that's what makes me different i think because i'm saying to people have a ringside seat have a ringside seat to watch whether i make it or not and Mm. i'm willing because that's what the sign of a true entrepreneur is someone willing to take a risk yeah
2: yeah um, exactly but look
1: here, yes and here, look here's the t-shirt and this is the t-shirt 24th of april is a very very significant date and i think that you're going to find out more about what love dish is doing because we're actually going to make sure that the 24th of april is actually um it's not i don't know if this is coming back to front it is isn't it, it is. it's okay um, i remember you know, yeah that's yeah. okay but um what i was going to say is look here we are um do you see that i yeah. remember one, one, three love dash this is this 1136 is very important because on the 24th of april 2013 the Rana plaza building collapsed it was a factory in that factory 1136 people died mostly teenage girls and working mothers now when that factory collapse happened in 2013 a lot of fashion supposedly changed but what was horrific is that many of these bodies have never been found. Wow. Now, I work with the survivors and relatives, and nobody has done a benefit T-shirt for them. Wow. And I did it, designed it, and at the back, our campaign T-shirts always shows something at the back related to them. Yeah. And I wrote Love Desh in Bengali. I don't know if you can see that, okay? Can see that, yeah. So, yeah, so it's got Love Desh in Bengali okay right. that spells out because this is where it's about them yeah. and i designed it i took it out to them and i said okay we did this label as well you see yeah got a little story yasmin and amber's love story okay there, mm-hmm. our love story it's a little story that and one of the things yeah one of the things i say to people and i know them now um i actually work with the survivors and relatives and when we showed this to them they've all become budding designers. Seriously, they're brilliant. They can't wait. They're all wanting to come to London, by the way, and they want to have a word with the fast fashion brands. But these are survivors and victims, right? Some of them have never recovered. Some did get compensation. But this is the first T-shirt to come out. It's really good. Of April is their 8th anniversary. And we're going to sell this T-shirt to fund... Look, here's the evening dress we've made. Oh, nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Now, can you see that, right, how fine that is? Well, one of the things Love Dish is doing is trying to work with all the muslin weavers yeah. who were also responsible for Dhaka muslin, which is an extinct fabric we're trying to resurrect. And you would have heard maybe recently, but we've been working on the secret project for 10 years. Now, this is the kind of thing, because ours is quite old style glamour. And you know what? Because authentic, it's you mean really? Yeah, like yeah, we're not, you know, like I don't think we're gonna be doing things like, you know, Lady Gaga creations, yeah? Because you've got to realize as well that our weavers, they're fifth generation, they're capable, but we want to keep it quite honourable to their yeah. heritage as well. Yes. And so this is what's the fabric called jumdani. It's unique. It's did you know this is all made with no machinery and all handcrafted, hand woven. I don't know how sheer it is yeah, yeah. and they do it from memory it's absolutely stunning and it's so beautiful And we want more of them returning to this kind of work right so we preserve promote the heritage but something like this these kind of dresses can be anything from five thousand to twenty thousand pounds right yeah. because it's also do you know what's different is because it's lined and it's um because we're a british luxury brand british silk is in here so here is silk from suffolk
2: right
1: okay one of the last british silk factories and so that is designed to fund this to get us to fashion week but also raise donations to fund a new life for the survivors and victims of this factory collapse and they are absolutely incredible absolutely incredible these um you know group there's about 15 of them Fantastic. and i've been working for two years so that's the story mm. of Dish on a mission it's one of the first t-shirts we're releasing they're all limited edition but we hope that we've got more designs i think we're also going to do one for free Brittany. do you know that mm-hmm.
2: oh. yeah because we want
1: people because because sometimes i i don't want you see when i created that luxury brand i don't know about you have you ever been to like, inside luxury brands it's always a bit snotty right
2: yeah. i have yeah do
1: you see and i i, I when i was when I was setting it up and I was creating Love Dish, I said, I will never, ever do it in a way that will exclude. See, I've worked in Harrods and Selfridges and I was just to always be nice to the girls, you know, coming up to the makeup can kind of saying, oh, d- do you have any samples? And I'd always give them if I can. Yeah. Because people don't understand these are our future customers and they might not be in a position to buy now. Mm. So while people can't afford the £20,000 evening dress, because there are some who can, people need to understand that's that's how we're going to, boost the incomes Mm. the t-shirt is a price point and we've got merch that enables everyone to be part of the journey because i don't want it to be exclusive yeah Um, i want everyone to be able to at least aspire to having a love dish product but within Mm. means even if they're on benefits yeah yeah do you see i want it to be an inclusive luxury brand but also for people to really enjoy it without being preached down like oh save the planet or You know, it's got to be good enough for them, and that's what's going to make them excited. So that, I guess, is um, Love Dish. And I do want to give a big thanks to, obviously, my daughter, who's not here with me today. Mm -hmm. She's now 19. She's been by
0: the age of seven. Wow. Yasmin, you're on the right mission, my darling. You've actually made me feel so proud of you. Oh, I think really.
3: Yeah. yes, long. you have I,
0: definitely. Business mentors
1: are really tough on me. I might, I'm gonna have to record that and send it to them, okay? Yes, my darling. Oh, no, they're, really good. they're lovely, by the way, because they're, but they're mm. always saying, Yasmin, keep focus We want you, you yeah. got to keep going. you got, because it's it's such a climb and it means so much that you're saying mm. that,
0: yeah. Like, oh, yes, we mean I, it, trust me, I mean yeah. it. Yeah. I we are really look.
3: proud of you and you what you're no doing idea. as well, because you know. This is such a niche thing that you're doing. And and you know, and you know what? You're actually really strong to actually do this. Because to be honest with you, I don't think anybody would. And for you it to is. go out there like and to... a
1: bit. I do laugh. I do joke a lot, but that's why of I can't have to bid sometimes. Seriously, and that's why I'm on TikTok crying.
0: I love your TikTok. I love your TikTok, by oh, the way. No.
1: Did you see me the other day when I was crying? It was so embarrassing, but I don't have anyone to talk to sometimes. So no. Okay. It's it's been really really lovely and it means so much that you've taken yeah. the time to actually no, 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 talk to
0: me a... to no. say
3: the lovely words and i think it's really important what you're doing
0: No, uh, No, thank you you
3: so much as well for letting us you know um you know have you on um our platform as well and to talk about your journey and talk about everything that you're doing as well because you know i'll be honest with you i was really excited (laughs) (laughs) i was like yes like you know because i have been watching you for a very long time Um, yes and you do know I went on TikTok out of worse
1: heartbreak because I actually fell in love last year and I thought I'd met the love of my life and then he fell really ill and in January I was just like couldn't and that something else really bad happened because you know I also run a not for profit theatre company so I was on all fronts like completely torn down again and it means Mm. so much so I actually turned to TikTok because I always People, it's not about me, actually. You guys help me because it just sometimes, even though I get the because when I
3: first started (laughs) watching you, I felt so connected. Oh, I felt so connected because, like, um, to find someone that understands how you think and how you feel is very difficult to find, and you know, with even on your good days as well, like, you know you know how you you know used to say things and how you you know i love how you are so open-minded and you're so outspoken and you speak the truth and you speak what's on your mind Mm. now um a lot of people do not do that they sugarcoat things right yeah um and you know what you actually helped me right come out of my shell yeah because of what i've been through right in my life and I'm thinking to myself do you know what if she can do it I can do it I can do it oh good you know because you like can, you, know, look, you are doing it here you are yeah, I, you know, I'll be honest with you I'm still on that journey Yasmin I'm still on that journey and I'm still learning about myself and I'm still coming more out of my shell you know I, I say to Asma, um Aska, I can write a book about my life you know Um sure. but the thing is is that you know I've just kind of like you know I'm still learning I'm learning a part of me that I never knew existed and you know and and it takes time because you know like the amount of years that I I've kind of like gone through it. And the thing is that this is the type of thing we want to help others as well to understand it's okay. It's okay that you've been through that and it's okay because there is all, there's always a positive side at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, help is out there and there are people
1: like you and you don't have to feel so alone. And I, I just know that my life would have been different because you're right because I wish I would have found someone like me five years ago I know that that difficulty but that's very brave for you to share that and I think you're just on the right path you are definitely so courageous to be doing I want more people to hear our stories so that they too can do it but you see exactly. you cross it sometimes you don't think of it and don't forget I was going to say this I have had good people help me so as much as I've been on my own Um, there's something else I wanted to leave with on a very, very positive note, which is this. When you are suffering and all the horrific things, I always say to people, it's like at some point, God, Allah, it was manifesting me to leave what I call pond life, sewage life. Yeah. If you're so busy in sewage, you stop smelling it. Seriously, Mm. you stop. And either you become part of it But for those of us who still are fighting to get out, at some point you will start wading in fresher waters. You will meet others like you, but you have to make that break. Only you can make that break. So I had to make that break. I had to look at my family, my community, and say, as much as I love you, and I know I have some special memories, but you are not people that I wish to be identifying with. It's not right. I don't like what you're doing. It's actually negative. It's awful. It's cruel. So I'm going to be better. Now, I had to do that heavy lifting. But as I did, can I tell you, it's like now I look at my life sometimes and I sometimes I go to my Twitter and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe he she is following me why oh my gosh I can't believe my mentors the ones who help me and I look at them and I sound really stupid because I'm still that seven-year-old Yasmin who's you know that ugly skinny dark-skinned girl inside and I'm like why do you really like me what's wrong with you what's wrong oh my god I know
0: exactly how you
1: yeah yeah do you see and I'm just like what me really me and they'll say no because you've done the hard work and they're really these are businessmen by the way many of them white yeah men genuine um just saying because we see the passion we see the fight and when people see you fighting when they see that vigor there are others who will walk towards you and that was yeah. the greatest beautiful surprise that i found which is oh, i thought i would be completely on my own as robinson crusoe but i found people swimming towards me saying we want to help you yeah. so i call him for example gandalf my mentor who's been by my side it's like a father figure now i say to him you can't mentor me anymore you're emotionally connected mm. um, and <laughs> very distressed for me but his story one day will come out and what that yeah. gentleman has done to rescue me so to everyone out there anyone who might be listening to us three if there's anything you take away from this is know that honestly if i can do it i cannot begin to tell you Anyone, yeah if anyone honestly i i know and if there's somebody sitting there thinking they're so alone or they're thinking really bad thoughts or you might even be suicidal please reach out to me please know you're not alone please know that if i can do it with all the odds stacked up against me just just maybe you don't realize there's a beautiful, fresh ocean waiting for you wow. out there. Well, exactly. so thank you for ending it on so that much. note, Yasmin. And,
0: um, and I hope this is not just one journey with you, but many to come thank and you shall meet as well. I, will, I am blessing you and giving you so much praise. Like, may God give you so much success that we have to start reaching out for you, <laughs> my darling. Lovely exactly. talking Yasmin. Lovely talking to you, my darling. And we'll thank, stay touch you. thank you for coming with you to our platform. And
3: melinda that's anything. Thank you. Yeah, no. So uh, as um, as uh, Yasmin was saying, that you know, you're not alone, and you know, if if we can do it, and how how, and if if Yasmin can do it, you know, anybody can do it, and you know, if anybody is going out there on their own at the moment, that doesn't know where they are where they stand or whatever the issues that they are going through then you know you can come forward to us you know yeah as as you're not alone and uh, one thing that we have to learn from this is that you know no matter which walk of life that you do come from there's always a positive side to a negative and that's one thing that we have to manifest within ourselves is that The negatives that we do have in our life is like a learning curve of what we will go through to get to our end destination.
0: Thank you so much Malie. Yasmin, thank you so much. Do take care of yourself darling, yeah? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.